Welcome to the Transcend Your Health Podcast. I'm Erin Avery, your self-love junkie, fitness enthusiast, and entrepreneur that will come to you each week with a thought, idea, or strategy to help you rise above your limits and elevate you to the next level in your life, finances, and relationships. So get ready, grab a notebook, and let's transcend your health. Hello and Happy New Year. Welcome to another episode of Transcend Your Health. I am super excited about this episode today. I have joined forces with my friend Heather and um, in this episode we are just totally jamming out on New Year's, how so many people are ready to start improving their health and fitness, things that are going to go wrong, um, and just overall what we see in the fitness industry and the things we see with our clients, and then also giving out some tips on what you can do to um, stay on track and be consistent. I do apologize. I did not hit record at the very beginning and at the very end. Um, It just kind of goes out, but we pretty much talked about everything in this episode, so um, you won't miss anything. So listen up and I hope you enjoy it. I literally did like 10, 15 minutes a day. When many years ago, when I started like working out and losing weight, I was like, and there were days that I was like, I don't want to do 15 minutes. You know, I, was like, I, know. <laughs> I was like, 15 minutes, I'm going to die. Or like, and then I thought people who worked out an hour must be like the most fit looking humans on the planet and now like I can be in there an hour and 20 minutes and still like barely get done what I need to get done I mean not that I can't work smart too and like get done fast but right I don't know what do you think I mean I agree and that's I think what most people do on the first of the year they make the big goal of I want to lose 20 pounds this year and so they start like I'm gonna go to the gym five days a week, knowing damn well they're the same person that's been in the gym maybe three times this year. Right. Right. And so it's just, it's not, it's not doable. And that's what I don't, I think a lot of people don't realize that they need to have the big goal, but like chunk it down. Right. Well, I think that it needs to be like, this is my goal, dream vision of myself. Right. Like, this is what I'd like, ideal, right? But they're like, and look and be like, okay, this is where ideal is at. And then like, how far away am I from ideal? And then how, what chunks can I take to get there? Like, I don't think it's anything wrong with dreaming big or like planning big, yeah. but having like the, the steps along the way. So, so like for me, and I actually just posted this in Facebook too, because I've actually had people I don't know how to, like the goal, how to make the goal. So the big goal, right, like you said, like what is your envisionment for 2020? Like on New Year's Eve 2020, what do you want to feel like? What have you accomplished? What new habits do you have? Right. right? And that is like your chunk down goal, right? Right. So, so like backwards design. Yeah. Big goal backwards. Yeah. Reverse engineer it. So like right. if you say 2020, I'm eating you know, I'm eating, I hate when you say healthier, but I'm eating more whole meals. I'm packing my lunches for work. Then how, like, how are you starting to do that? Right. Yeah. So now it could be like, well, buy groceries, right? (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, I know because some people don't they tell me I should meal prep. And to me, meal prep is a very large thing. Like I don't even really meal prep because that's overwhelming to me, but I do have food in my house. Right. So they'll tell me like I should meal prep for work. And I'm thinking, okay, well to me, meal prep is like spending half, like half of a day making food for the week. Mm -hmm. I don't particularly like that. Some people that really works well for, but I'm like, okay, well, what would that look like for you? And then I'm like, so like, what would you make? And they're like, oh, I don't even have any groceries. Well, shit. Like you got to start like food in your house because if you're a person that doesn't have food in your house and now you're going to meal prep, that's a huge transition. Why don't you start with like eating more often at home, eating, you know, like so many meals a week at home or buying food. I need to pack my lunch for work. 
mm -hmm. four days a week. Because let's say maybe like the other thing too is I feel like people are too willing on the first to give up everything about their life yeah. that they're not really going to stick to, right? If you, I worked at jobs for years where every Friday we all went out to lunch, like my friends that I were, do you really think you're going to give that up? You're not. So yeah. like you can make better choices, but you're not giving up Friday. Like you, it's going to take two weeks of peer pressure or the first person who falls off the diet wagon and then you're all out like shoving your face full of, I'm not going to talk that about tacos, but <laughs> we've bonded over tacos. <laughs> I hate to say that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, no, and I actually just had this conversation with one of my clients. So she was like, well, what am I supposed to eat? She has food in the house, but literally right. some people don't know what to eat. So I'm like, as I don't do meal plans, like I don't write out what you should eat, like fourth a cup of this. So we literally went through her cabinet. We were on Zoom and just like the things that she likes to eat and um, made it into more whole meals that were doable for her. And she's one, she said that they do go out to eat like once or twice a week, right? And right. I said, well, are you willing to cut back that one, like to one time a week? Right. And she's like, yeah, I can probably do that. So that's like, that's a start. Right. Or are you willing to, like, let's say your partner really, like, this is like your thing that you guys do together and you go out twice a week. Are you willing once a week to have more of like a, mm -hmm. a larger meal? And then one meal, you're not getting the thing that you always got. This meal now you're accepting, like, I'm going to get... And please, I, I mean, Michigan salad is not healthy. Like, and one more person tells me Michigan salad, I'm going to lose It's like, Dude. get a burger. Right, but, like, get a burger. <laughs> you know? I. Uh, but the, like, the thing is, is that, like, are you going to make the true healthy choice at that, that meal? Which is not going to be that entertaining. But you, then that meal, you're focused more on like you're spending time with your partner or your friends or whatever, whoever it is. Like there are ways to find the balance, but make the sacrifice. Yeah. But then going back to the salad thing, there's yeah. so many people that just think salads are so healthy. And it's like. I can make you a salad that'll make you fat in a minute. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, everyone at least knows taco salads now are no longer, like, that. they've let go of the taco salad that only took, like, I don't know, 20 years. Well, now it's a taco bowl. <laughs> yeah, now you get a bowl. But you could kill that thing, too, you know? It's yeah. all about what you're choosing to put in it. Right. But, I mean, but I think, like, even bigger than that is, like, really analyzing... First, are you ready? Like what are almost maybe even that identifying what are the things that are keeping you from the goal, right? So like, I don't buy any groceries. Okay, well, that's an issue. Is it because you don't, and then do you not like, like you cook. I don't really like to cook. Like I cook, but the cooking is very different. Like I cook, like if there's more than four ingredients, it's not happening. But yeah. I cook every, I make food in my house every day, but I'm okay when I'm home. It's really simple. It's like eggs a lot of eggs or like chicken with just one seasoning or I don't mind ground beef with just some seasoning, you know, like I go really simple, but yeah. that's not like what other people necessarily want, you know? So like I've made mine really simple, but like really being honest where, what you need to change. And you said like people starting on the first, this is also what I mean about commitment though. Like, okay, let me look. So the first is a Wednesday. Now, people traditionally don't even really start on the first, right? They try to start on the second, mm -hmm. right? Because I don't know why, because you did all your partying on New Year's Eve anyway. No one does anything on the first, but let's say you do. So they like now, I keep hearing from people, I'm starting on the sixth. Yeah. The Monday after. Monday. Everyone wants to fucking start on a Monday. What? I ranted about this on Instagram because I'm so sick of fresh start, new year, it's a new day. Fucking start today. Start or if that works for you, like you could fresh start right this minute. Like That's if you're yeah. inhale a thousand Oreos, yeah. you can fresh, like it's not like you ever have to do that again. It, that people that want to wait till the six, I don't know how committed they are. Do you know how much eating they're going to do? And they've been doing it for presumably all of December. All year. Yeah. And that's a whole extra week. Yeah. 
And the people you gain the most weight over holidays. It's proven fact. It's ridiculous. Because you extend it. Because that's that's all you do. So everyone for the from Thanksgiving to January 6th, that's when everyone gains their most weight because it's always like, well, it's the holiday. And then I get the people that work nine to fives. Well, so-and-so brought this in for the holiday. And there's so much candy around the office. And now this person's having a party and now all oh, Christmas is here. And it's like, but you still can make choices to not eat like shit or to stay on point with your goals or to start fresh, as you say, you know, November 25th, you could have started fresh. And you don't need to eat every cookie, every, it's not your last Christmas for all eternity, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're dying this year, then don't diet. <laughs> you're like gonna die, live it and like weight loss, like just eat, right? Yeah. But other than that, I it's know. not your last Christmas cookie. It's not your last piece of fudge. It's not your last ham or whatever the heck it is. I mean, it just kind of kills me because everyone feels disgust. They probably start not just because they want to start and it's a new year, but it's also because they feel, and I think this year's even bigger because it's a new decade. Yeah. So it's like the double thing. Yeah. But they also start because they feel disgusting. I had somebody today tell me, she's like, well, Heather, <laughs> I finally want to eat healthy because I've eaten so much crap that I'm actually craving a salad. I'm thinking like, what kind of nutrient deficiency do you have to reach where you're like, mm. lettuce. <laughs> 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I'm craving healthy food. I know. Oh. I mean, I feel like everyone just made, it's not, here's, it's hard because it's like, they, everyone makes it sound impossible, but on the other hand, it's not easy. Like. Well, I think it's not easy because you have everybody with all these mixed messages too. Right. But also it's work. Like you gotta be committed. Like it's work. You gotta work out. You gotta plan to go to the gym. You gotta plan your workouts. You gotta right. plan to buy groceries. You've gotta, like, I don't mean just not easy, like saying no to something, but it takes effort the whole right no you have to stay consistent but i mean like i i seriously just think a lot of people are fucked up because they follow their favorite inspo they read this on you know youtube twitter whatever muscle and fitness and it's like they try one thing for 30 seconds and then they're like their best friend barb is like oh my god but i'm doing keto now so now they feel like since Barb lost 20 pounds on keto, they want to try keto and they do it for 30 seconds and they don't see results. And now it's just like. Right. And then here they're looking for whatever the newest yeah. diet. Which they, can't gonna be. they can't do it. So how do we get people to adhere <laughs> to at least one plan for 30 days? Bribery. <laughs> <laughs> cash payout at the end I don't know I don't I mean I wonder that too because I, I mean I've struggled with that myself too like you get yeah you know you get I mean 30 days well who, you know who's had a lot of success with the 30 days is the awful whole 30 they've had great success with that and that's just like total deprivation diet right, right? punishment diet you can't even make a banana pancake because anything that looks like a a joy food has to be killed. yeah well that's what i mean too so like people that do have success they do stuff that's not sustainable to them no. so people that are always like no. think about keto well what car right my number one question what do you gravitate to when you want a snack because everyone likes a snack and it's usually chips right. and you know cakes and carbs okay well then keto is not going to be sustainable for you Right. No one ever says to you, I gravitate towards avocado slices. Right. <laughs> no one has ever told me that. I eat just avocado after avocado. No. I mean, and then they, they do keto and then they eat all the fake keto, the fake yeah. carb, like the, the cheese made into looking like a cracker or... Yeah. 
it's, I mean, the thing is, is like, I feel like everyone thinks is there's a solution that's not like the simplest solution really is like calorie deficit to lose weight, mm-hmm. learn to eat real food. And it's so boring sounding, but it, if one more person asked me like, how did you lose, like today someone asked me, she's like, did you lose weight on Weight Watchers? And I was like, no, I, I counted my calories. Like, yep. that's it. Like, I mean, I still count my cal. I count my cal. Like I know macros now. I've taken it up another level, but it's the same crap, right? Like you can, you're fine to start with calories. You don't have to start with macro counting, you know, unless you, you know, you're super committed. How are you dealing with that, by the way? Um, you know, it's a struggle when you. So I always before was doing um, protein and um calories right but to like really count carbs and fat has definitely changed my so like on a day that i have more carbs i notice that i get more fat too so clearly i try i tie my carbs and my fat together so like keeping it lower because it's not it must be that i'm eating probably i'm eating a processed food right like i'm eating like a cracker or something so it's gonna happen as opposed to eating like a true just straight carb like a rice or a potato yeah so it's actually super informative because I've been learning like what kind of what I eat, but also like what works and what doesn't. Mm. But it's pain. It's a pain some days when you're like, if you don't plan ahead well enough, you're like, okay, I need to get this much more, whatever. Yeah. And I'm out of, I need to get like 20 more grams of protein, but I have zero fat left. <laughs> no carbs. It's like, what am I eating? You got to utilize the protein powder. I know that's when it's protein powder, or pa- tuna packet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Tuna packets. Yeah, because like all the other meats have more fat in them. Tuna is like super low. So, I mean, I like it, but I mean, it, again, it's, I don't have any complaints about it, but it's a tracking, like, you know, it's, it's a time commitment. Because like, the number one thing I tell people is track. Like the first thing I want them to do is track because people are constantly saying to me, well, I eat healthy. I don't know why I'm not losing weight. I eat healthy. Yeah. Well, the healthy and weight loss are not necessarily the same. (laughs) I wish they were. It's like nuts and olive oils and all that stuff are healthy, but you can definitely gain weight on that. Like those aren't weight loss. So people that, and I, I would say to me, my number one battle for my clients that want to lose weight is tracking. Would you agree or do yours track? Um, no, I agree. Cause that's the first thing I do. I always make them gun to their head make them, um, usually they have my fitness pal, but I always have them friend me on my fitness pal. And I at least try to get them to do five solid full days of what they eat, like without my influence of foods. Right. Just to see where they're at caloric wise. And then also to see once like on our next check-in, like, okay, so this is where we can make improvements. Right. Usually everyone that I've had thus far, it's just the snacking of like the candies and the cakes and the Snickers and Dunkin' Donuts and things like that. So I always, I, I have them track um, but I also do a 30 day journal with them and it's not necessarily after they do the five days, it's not necessarily tracking like fourth a cup of rice and this, that, and the other. It's more of what they ate. So it's like roughly breakfast, two eggs, you know, a pancake and I don't know, some fruit and just like how they felt, were they really hungry? And then if they can remember to follow up, like within that half hour to an hour, how they how they feel then yeah because food has a lot of feedback and um i know for me like throughout my journey like with carbs right so i there's certain carbs i can eat like kodiak pancakes like they make you fatigue they don't do that to me however if i eat a bag of popcorn want to go to bed immediately interesting and i'm fine on popcorn doesn't bother me yeah and if i eat over so with mostly white rice, if I eat over like maybe 30 grams, so let's just say a cup of white rice, I get tired. But if I eat anything below that, I'm fine. 
So when do you ever get a cup of white rice? I know. Well, <laughs> when I was eating 2,300 calories and I needed 200. Ah, there you go. <laughs> God, I'm so glad that's over. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do. I do find that tracking and then understanding what their foods are. And I swear to God, after we do that 30 days and that tracking, they, they honestly they all tell me they see a difference. Right. They can tell a difference oh. and then they want to make that change. And that's just what I've, what I've um, found that works with my people thus far. I mean, for me, the fact that you can get them to do that is impressive because I really struggle to get people to just track even on my, and I make the restrictions really, really, like I like to go start really weak and then get tighter, tighter, tighter over time as you get closer to your goal. Because in the beginning, you don't really need to make much change. And a lot of times, just if you actually track having that awareness yeah. about what you're eating, yeah, because people are not aware of what they're eating. So sometimes not even having a calorie restriction at all, but right. just bringing awareness or just them now suddenly realizing, like I had one client who was like, oh, I was hungry, I wanted something and there was eggnog and I had like a cup of eggnog and then I tracked it and I saw how much it was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, like that's, you You would never choose eggnog again, right? <laughs> like, just yeah. not worth it. It's not like something that she was like, dot, like, oh, this is one of my favorite things, I love eggnog. So, I mean, to me, like the tracking awareness is just so essential, mm -hmm. but I really struggle to get people to even do it. And then I get them and they're on the scale and they're upset because they haven't lost. And they're like, oh, I don't know why I'm doing everything I'm not losing. And I'm like, I can't even see what you've been eating. And they think, I, the challenge for me is it seems like they think it doesn't matter whether it's on there or not. They know they ate well. But the truth is, is I know they didn't eat well, that they just, and it's not that they're intentionally lying. They're, they're not aware. Like that's what, I, that's what tracking is doing. It's not even just making you like accountability, but bringing awareness to what you're actually eating. Yeah. So and, like the other yeah. big thing I do is, so after they do all of that, cause the big thing I see is they either don't eat breakfast, which I'm, I get it. Some people just don't, but I think that's also due to lack of losing hunger cues or it's usually just like a coffee. And then a couple hours later, cause everyone's just like, um, you know, I'm snacking, I'm snacking. Cause obviously with my new program, that's what it's about. It's just like trying to figure out they, people want to stop the snacking and just like not be a slave to food all the time. So right. the biggest thing is always I either don't eat breakfast it's a coffee and maybe an apple coffee or a bagel or something. So since I've been seeing that, I don't really, again, I don't, I really don't get into the whole macro thing until a little bit later if I can yeah. like my client, but, um, it's more of a, okay, let's focus on protein. That's the only thing I tell them to do. I go, you please try to get 20 to 30 grams of protein per big meal. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then from there, it's like, so what do you like to eat that's protein packed? And it's usually eggs. So it's like, okay, well, let's do, you know, two eggs and maybe a half cup of egg whites. Right there, you have 20 grams. And that seems to be working a lot. The last three people that are like, since I've been eating breakfast and having that protein, I don't want a snack. Because I think a lot right. of people think they eat healthy, like, you know, a bagel with light cream cheese is healthy. And there's it, no protein. There's no protein. And everyone wants to burn fat and lose weight. Well, you have to have protein because protein is what's is your fat burner. Muscle is but your there's this challenge now, I think, like even keto isn't very protein focused, and certainly like vegan movement has gotten a huge push. And so it's constantly like, oh, Americans eat more protein than they need. We have too much protein. But the truth is, is like I don't ever see that in anyone's diet. Mm -mm. So maybe like the American male bodybuilder right. is having too much protein or you think of them like having five chicken breasts a day or something. But the average, like who we work with primarily like women, yeah. right? They're not. They think that they think the cream cheese is the protein. Yes. Cream cheese, peanut butter, and nuts. Yeah. So fats. Fats. And then they're hungry, and that, that breakfast, like a bagel and with cream cheese, I would be hungry in half an hour. Yes, same. 
and they think they think it's like something's wrong with them or whatever but they've had no protein sometimes mm-hmm. they have no fat even because like they'll get like a bagel and light cream cheese it's not even that much fat in that yeah depending on what they're buying you know and so it's just like a huge carb load and then they're they're exhausted because they've just like run out on their carbs and then they have no protein in it and it's very hard i find some women i find they really struggle to like figure out the protein to eat and that they like yeah yeah i just did um one again the other day and she salami she likes salami <laughs> beef and occasionally a chicken breast and like that and eggs i'm like okay well i mean i can work with it we can work right. with this so with that one we decided that we're going to try to incorporate chicken breast at least twice maybe three times a week and then do the salami the other days yeah you know what i mean rough it, that what was, was rough. eating most days huh what was she eating most days so what did it look like it was breakfast was like a breakfast uh sandwich so it was like eggs on a english muffin or bagel thin okay and then lunch if she doesn't go out to eat it was salami on a sandwich thin Mm-hmm. And maybe she likes crunchy stuff. So, you know, wheat thins or triscuits or whatever the hell that was. Oh, God. Yeah. And then she doesn't cook dinner. So she's like, she gets home late and she doesn't do the dinner. And so she's totally like low on calories, number one. And so for her weight and height and everything, I'm like, after I put everything in my fitness pal trying to see what, on average, what she looks like she's eating. And it was like almost 1,300 calories. Wow. And so after that, see, and that's the thing. So I, yes and no. It's funny. I just did this with my group for noon too. I think a lot of people have overridden their hunger cues. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. So they wait till they feel that. What does she say? She said, "I, I didn't have that growl, stomach growl. Well, it doesn't have to be a stomach growl. It could be nauseous, a headache. You could fatigue lightheaded less ability to concentrate so we override that for so long that you just don't know when you're hungry so that's another thing it's trying to have them tune into the body but also continue to eat more so that they can start to see like oh i really was hungry right no and i hate telling people eat every three hours because maybe you don't need to eat every three hours I, and, and that's where it's hard and why it becomes so individual. Like, I agree, like what you had said about meal plans, you know, I hate, I do it sometimes when I have no choice at Cape and I don't do a meal plan where it's like, this is half this salmon on Tuesday. And yeah. I give them like a, pro, like a selection, like have five of these proteins a day, have whatever this, you know, kind of like make your own, like that's the closest I'll go to a meal plan. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's ridiculous. Just like cooking all these different foods or whatever. It reminds me, do you know the cabbage soup diet? I did that as a like 13 year old or something. Yeah. <laughs> reminds me of that hell. Yeah. Um, so I won't do that, but it's frustrating. Cause like sometimes you're fighting with people because they just want you to give them this, like, give me a meal plan, give me a meal plan. And the thing is, is like a meal plan. Not first off, maybe you'll be the like 2% that actually really follow it and doesn't right. cheat all the time, but it doesn't teach you anything except for it could teach them to get more protein in because I do see every time I look and I don't love to like rely on protein powders. Yeah. I actually think like it's weird. I actually think protein powders are more for higher level clients than like just beginning clients unless they really, really struggle or they're vegan. Yeah. Because if they're vegan, then you got to get some protein powder in there. But like the way, like what you and I are doing as far as our training and our eating is different but it's just based on like what we've been doing for so long. So like you and I probably both take protein powder every day, but we're aiming for a really high level of protein. We're also training much harder than most of our clients are going to be, especially in the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a different expectation. So I hate to rely on protein powder because that's also not like, I want them to eat real food because experience of food actually makes you start to dial into your own hunger. Right. And, you know, feel because I have clients like that too that don't, they, I, I'm not hungry. I eat 800 calories a day. I'm not losing weight. I'm not hungry. I had one 
who ate like crack this last week and just lost two pounds. And I swear it's because she finally ate enough food every day. I'm I'm positive. I was like, well, you shouldn't have lost weight based on the garbage (laughs) you're eating. So don't like do this as like a long-term thing. However, this has been my point. Your body's not going to release any weight. And I know that there's no thing as like, you can't technically like, uh, like that's like, uh, you know, when you look at like people that were in like prisons or things like that, where they were truly starved, you will start, like ultimately you will starve down yeah. to something, but you will hold on slower if you're not eating, like your metabolism will slow down. Also, side note, people that work on their feet, that is not exercise. Oh my God. <laughs> If you're a waitress, a bartender, a work in sales, I don't care what it is, a nurse, you work on your feet all day, that's not a workout. It's not a workout. I work on my feet all day. I still have to do cardio. I have still have to lift weights. I'm on my feet all day. It's not a workout. It's more active than a desk job. It's certainly, but it is not the excuse to not do you train. have people that tell you that they work out at work because they... Well, they say, well, I don't need to. Or when I say, like, you need to exercise, I've got a friend, not even a client, a friend yeah. who's lost a lot of weight, but still has a decent amount to go. Yeah. And I keep saying to her, please exercise. You're going to lose weight as soon as you start exercising. Because she's like, she's like, I'm plateaued, I'm plateaued. Well, I mean, I also think she's, she knows she's been eating. But I'm like, please exercise. I send her little links to little, like, 10-minute videos. Just do this. Just yeah. do 10 minutes. Just do the easiest little thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, just in your living room, in your bathroom. She won't do it. She says to me, while well, I'm active. I walk around all day at work. I do stuff. This is, I'm like, oh, my God. Just If you just exercised a little bit, exercise can't undo a bad diet, but it can push you through to that next point. But also, like, just the difference in how you feel. Like, come mm-hmm. on. No. Just, uh, I mean, most people don't have active jobs. Most of them are sitting down. But the ones that do, it, it's not a replacement for exercise. It no. just, it doesn't, it just, no. No, that's not. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's funny. So how do you, how do we, how do we get people to adhere to exercise? Because you got, you have those newbies every year, almost whatever, every time they start a new goal, yeah. I'm going to start running, knowing that they never really ran a day. Yeah, they're like 45 and never ran. Right. I'm going to get up <laughs> at 5 a.m. knowing that they get up every morning at 9 a.m. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. 5 a.m. to go for a 20 minute jog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they live like here in Michigan. It's cold. They're like, yeah. <laughs> they don't own a treadmill. They, they think they're going to run outside. Yeah. Um. I think like, I like to make the exercise goal in the beginning as small as possible mm-hmm. so that I, so that once you start to like get a taste for it, it builds up. So I, I really try to make it really, I mean, at first I try to figure out what they like to do as there's a difference between what I feel they all should be doing. <laughs> exactly versus what I think they'll really do and what they'll like to do yeah. right and I understand that so like my trajectory is I started with like the 10 minute I I don't even know do you remember it used to be like 10 minute tone I don't remember what they were but this was a big thing at some point like the 10 minute workouts I don't know what we thought was happening but yeah and then I did those and then I um Jessica Smith on YouTube she has this cute mm-hmm. little dog and so I would like work out with her and cause I like the dog and she had like some 20 minutes and I was like, Oh God, 20 minutes. <laughs> but I, I would do it. Like I started to do that and then I do her 20 and 30 minutes and then I joined the gym and then I probably was on the treadmill mostly. And then I found a class I liked and then I got into yoga and then I started like, you know, studying yoga. Then I taught yoga and then through that, I started lifting some weights and I did very little effort, you know, like, so you build, I feel like you build up and now like I go to the gym and if I have to do less than an hour, I'm irritated. I can do less than an hour, but I think of an hour to an hour and a half is like normal for me. But I always say to people like, you don't have to take that long. I know I'm slow. An hour and a half, Heather? How long do you take an hour? An hour if I'm not doing like of 15, 20 minutes, uh, hit after, but well, I, it's like to an hour. cardio, it's 90 minutes. Cause I do like 60 minutes on weights. 
It also depends on where you train. I swear to God, I spend so much time setting up for deadlift and and hip yeah. thrust, and you know, like I'm like there's a lot of time that's not at me doing more than like lifting yeah. the bar and moving around. I've actually started just this like in the last week doing all my hip thrusts on the Smith machine. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit different, but I can just like time wise, like I, I just I can't get it all set up. Yeah, it's just I don't have. After an, the hour mark, I feel like I'm being excessive unless I'm also doing cardio on top of it. It's just too much time. Excessive. It is. I'm like, I'm 45 minutes to an hour, hour and 20, depending. Are you good about your rest periods? I am. And I'm only reason why I am is because depending on what time I go and I people that want to talk to me. So they talk to you on your rest. So you rest because you're talking. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it depends on too what I'm doing. So like now that I've totally switched up my training from my bulking phase. Um, <laughs> I only have 1,700 calories. Wait. <laughs> oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I only got to have four pancakes and a Wookiee today. Dude. This podcast brought to you by Wookiees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so gonna tell Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess today is brought to you by Wookiees. <laughs> Bodybywaffles.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so like my rest periods now are shorter. Before I was like hanging on to like 60 minutes, depending on what I was doing, yeah. 60 seconds. I mean, it depends on like what program I'm on and what I'm trying to do. So it depends. I also like to play, like, I like being in the gym and I like to play around. So I don't have, because I work in a gym, I don't have time when I'm working to play with anything or it's, even if I have a little downtime, it's unprofessional to see me like in my uniform playing around on something, you know? So if I'm trying something new, I also am doing that in that time. Gotcha. You know? Uh, but for like what I want my clients to do when they first start three half hours a week, honestly, to begin, like I start as small as I can, Yeah. you know, um, because I feel like anything, anything less than half an hour, if they're coming to it. So it's also different if they're training at home or they're training in the gym, if they're coming to the gym, anything less than half an hour is stupid. Then you're, then you're going to tell yourself why bother? Cause I'm driving there and I do whatever, but 30 minutes you can make it through. Right. And sometimes I, I'm not like super keen on cardio but sometimes if they just love cardio i'll let one of those three be like 30 minutes you walk on the treadmill or whatever because it's like slowly trying to break away yeah um if it's at home it's different then like it just depends on what they'll do at home i have the feeling that most people don't work very hard when they're at home i feel the same way too but then i also feel like well i don't know because i mean everything i do with mine is, is via the app so I, I'm hoping that they're at home doing it. Cause I know one of my clients, she stricts up, she stricts, she stricts out, she strictly works out at home with the app and she's out like, but she has multiple weeks. So she'll sometimes tell me, yeah, I up my weights today doing this. I did this. Right. I don't know. I mean, I I don't really at home. Yeah. I, I don't want, I mean, I can work out at home. I can, but I prefer to go. I like the energy of a gym, but I've also enjoyed working out at home too. Like if I had enough space and had like a garage gym or kind of thing. Well, if I had a gym, yeah. But like working with my 20 pound dumbbells, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Deadlift. <laughs> I, yeah. You can't do much with it. And most people don't have 20 pounds. Let's be honest. They have like, I just found that I have like two pounds from years ago. I'm like, what was I even like? What, what is this? Like, what, what, what do you do with this? Like, what's this little tiny weight for? I think a water bottle weighs more than that. Honest to God, my pee weighs more than that. I fill up the scale before I pee, and then I pee, I've lost more than two pounds, probably. That's, it's ridiculous. I'm carrying around more just by hydrating. There's no point. Well, there you go, body weight workout. You know, body weight, that's a new, well, this will be our new thing. You hydrate as much as you can, <laughs> and then you add that. That's your added weight as you do your body weight. There we go. We're going to make millions off of that. I mean, there's tons of great body weight things that people start at home, like, yeah. you know. Squats, push-ups. 
squats, push-ups. Yeah. If you've got the right thing, you can do pull-ups or, you know, even pull-ups off a table if you have the right kind of TRX thing. TRX. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like motivation. I mean, the thing is, is like, ideally someone who's new to it, the gym could motivate them or it can intimidate them. It just depends on the, like everyone's individual. And then the at home, I mean, I have someone who, a friend of mine who's like, wants me to work on programming and stuff with him. And he's like, I'm not going to work out in the gym in January because I don't want to go in there because it's too busy. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll come up with an at home thing for you if you'll do it. I mean, the thing is you, it's all a choice. Right. I have had people tell me in the past, they don't like the gym because of all the mirrors. You suck it up, honey. So <laughs> you don't, but like not liking the gym because of the mirrors is exactly like not liking the scale because it tells you the fucking truth, right? I know. I don't like the mirrors. There's moments I don't like the mirrors either, or I don't like my phone when I accidentally get that camera thing and it's like, oh my, what is this? You know, that <laughs> kind of thing where you're like, it shows every line and like my neck thing. Yeah. And I'm like, what? So I get it. But I also don't like go, oh, well, that's what I look like. I just say like, this is really not an attractive angle. Yeah. When I used to teach booty, when I was teaching booty a lot, that was actually helpful for that because it's taught in a mirror and people have to look in the mirror and it drives them crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it was good for me too, because I had to see myself teaching and working in the mirror, but you need, like, it's a great way to check form, but also it's a great way to just like learn to accept yourself and admit the freaking truth, right? If yeah. you don't like the mirror and you don't like the scale, it's not because BMI sucks and the scale is wrong because you're just so made of muscle. No, lies, <laughs> lies. If BMI is off because you're so made of muscle, you don't have a problem getting on the scale because you're so freaking fit yeah. that it just doesn't, you have no attachment to it because you probably have no body fat hardly on you. And there's no part of you that gets on that scale and thinks, wow, I'm really fat. No, you right. know, everyone else does not have that much muscle. They just really don't. No. It's the same thing with the mirror. If you're uncomfortable, it's because the mirror is telling you something you're avoiding. So I honestly think like, now you have to confront like, well, what am I avoiding? Yeah. I think that that's, that's actually pretty, I never thought of it that way. Like, what are you confronting? But I also think too, I think so many people think that other people in the gym are looking at them, like, what are they doing? And the reality is, is that no one really is worried about what you're doing because everyone in the gym is so worried about what they're doing, what they look like. No, I agree. When I taught booty, that's another thing too. I would stand up there and people would be freaking out. And I'd say, here's what I'm going to tell you right now. No one's looking at you. Everyone's looking at me. Right. Was, well, if anyone's going to freak out, it's me. Right. Because they're looking at me. And I said, as long as I'm not freaking out, we're all good. Yeah. No one is looking at anyone else. They really aren't. Certainly not with judgment. I mean, sure. Probably one in a thousand people is an asshole who's there to yeah. like judge, but whatever. I mean, like that could be anywhere. That could be at the grocery store. That right. could be, you know. Yeah. Um, but the majority of people are so, all the time in life, we're just thinking about ourselves. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's 100% it. And everyone's so consumed with what they're doing, what they look like. Like you said, there is a, some people, like, I know I may look like I'm staring at someone at the gym, but I'm usually just like in my rest period, like zoned out for a second. But then there's sometimes where it's like out of the corner of my eye, I'll see someone that's doing something wrong or like how they can improvement. But I'm that person where I'll go over and say, look. I see you're trying to do a bicep curl, but instead of like moving your body like this, let's just stand static and do this. Feel the difference? Like, that's just me. Some yeah. people might, like you said, be an asshole and be like, oh, check this person out. They don't know what they're doing. But that's yeah. big here. And I, honestly, I mostly just do neither. I mean, I might, if I feel comfortable with a person, say like, oh, you know, what you might try is this. A lot of times I just leave them alone and ignore them. Or a lot of times if I'm looking at someone, I'm noted, I'm thinking like, oh, that's a good, I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that exercise. I hadn't, uh, I like those yoga pants. I, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Or, I'm not, I'm, or I'm staring past them and not really even looking at them. But most often it's like, yeah, really that. I mean, I guess some women that worry about like being hit on at the gym. I honest to God don't know when this freaking happens or I must be hideous because I'm not ever getting hit on at the gym. <laughs> I'm there all the time. 
I think I've aged out of it. Maybe if I was like 20 years old. I think so. Yeah. I think I've like aged out of the like getting hit on at the yeah. gym constantly thing. Yeah. I interact with more women than I do men at the gym most yeah. often anyway. Um, and then like the guys that are at the gym are young guys and they're just sweet. Like they, they don't, there's no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's nothing weird there. Um, so I don't know. I honestly think the mirror thing is predominantly, my guess would be they're uncomfortable looking at themselves. Yeah. And if you're uncomfortable in your body, you're uncomfortable looking at yourself because right. it, uh, I think like the, the, the movement to not get on the scale, um, to not do these kinds of things is a way. And then now that all of our clothes has stretch in it, I swear to, I could go 20 pounds either direction in my clothes, you know, most everything I own either way because of the stretch. So it allows you to like not mm -hmm. face your reality, but you're still fat. I mean, I'm just, I'm mean, I know no, it. That, no, and that's totally true. Like you're still fat, but at the end of the day, when you go into the bathroom and take a shower, you do look at yourself because that's where you see and you tell yourself, I need to do something because right. I don't like how this looks. I'm fat. I don't like how that looks. So with all- Also like, change the dialogue. And I do a hundred percent- Oh my God. I 100% believe it. And I catch myself doing that sometimes too, because we all have days where we're like, oh, I'm fat, I'm disgusting. Look at my neck or my wrinkle or my arm flying or whatever. And I hear a client say, you know what I mean? Come on, try something. <laughs> Look at my arm flying. Right. And we all have that. But I always say like, change the dialogue. And, yes. and, and that's where like teaching yoga was really helpful for me. It did teach me to change the dialogue. Um, and to speak positively to myself and to others. Yeah. And that's it. Like change the dialogue. So if you're looking in the mirror and you're like, I, I feel fat or this or whatever, or this girl's 19 and I'm 45 and I change the dialogue and say like, I'm creating a good example for her. She's 19. It's easier at 19. I'm 45 and I have two kids and I'm here, or I'm a hundred pounds overweight and I'm here, or look yeah. how much stronger I am today. Or I'm so proud of myself for showing up and doing this really even if it feels corny in the moment, change the dialogue because there's no reason to go that way. There's just- well, The more you keep saying like, I do that a lot with food, with people and their food, like I can't have this or this is bad. Because the more you say it that you can't or I can't have this or this is gonna make me fat or even, you know, I hate my body, I'm fat, I'm disgusting, whatever you wanna say, the more it solidifies in your brain that, not solidifies, the more it creates anxiety in your body. And that's what's totally holding onto your fat because the cortisol, now that you've had all this anxiety, your cortisol's through the roof. So it's holding on to everything. Like, cause you, you instantly go into like fight or flight mode. As soon as you say, I can't have this or I'm fat or I'm this, your brain is like, okay, we're dying. A lion's coming at us. We have to protect ourselves because you're going to stay in that roof. For, for yourself too, right. create this truth that's actually bullshit. Like you can totally have it. Like who's gonna stop you? Right. And I always tell people like you change that dialogue. You can have a fucking piece of pizza. Right. But let's change this dialogue to I can have a piece of pizza in moderation. Right. Pizza or, is or not bad. Today I'm choosing not to eat pizza. Right. Today I choose to not have pizza, but to have. Right. You know. I don't know. Whatever it is. You know. A piece of cake. Yeah, that's not where I was going with that, but yeah. I know. Yeah. I will look at pizza. I'm gonna choose cake. Good choice. <laughs> Good weight loss choice. Some people, you know, cake might be better for them. Maybe they can't stop themselves at one pizza pizza. So maybe cake is better. There you go. Right. Change in the dialogue. Change the dialogue. You never know. I mean the truth is is like that that like feeling of I can't and restriction does get in your head. So you have to look at it yeah. differently or you will go crazy. Oh my God. Well, that's how binging starts, right? Everyone wants to take away sugar. I have so many, everyone I talk to. Oh my God. Sugar's the devil now. I, I sugar's bad. I want to take away sugars and carbs. Okay. Well you do that for like five days, but then what's the first thing your body you go for? Cause you're like out of control sugar and carbs. So why don't you just have them every single day and avoid the overeating of sugar and carbs? Right. In moderation, because you can have it. And the exposure of knowing that you can have it all the time 
takes away the desire a lot of times. It does. It's just not as enticing. No. Like my Wookiees, right? I don't have them every day anymore. But in the, and then sometimes you get something and in the beginning you do, right? Like you want, yeah. like, even the level one bars, I've got that box here. I could eat one a day. I really don't. I eat like a quarter every, or a half every other day, maybe right now, depending on what I'm in the mood for. But when I first got them, I did eat them more. And that's fine too, like as long as you plan it in and figure it out. But it does lose some of its like excitement. Yeah, it, it does. does. Yeah. But also that's a, another good strategy though, is to have more stuff that you have all the time in your house because it's less likely to not, I don't even mean more like higher <laughs> calorie foods, but just like if you're not changing it up all the time, but yeah. keeping like a similar types of food in the house. Yeah. It, you know, I did have, so my, my one, um, she loved animal crackers and that was her thing. And I was like, well, let's, I thought she was ready for the exposure for it. So she bought some, but she's like, I was not ready for it. I think they have to be ready for it. And I think, so like with her, she was ready for it after we implemented the protein, like 30 grams of protein per meal. Cause then she was more satiated right. and she right. could have them, like she would see them and be like, I really don't want them. Right. Cause I, a hundred percent agree yeah. with that because like, even for me, I will, sweets are usually my go-to thing, even though honestly, I don't even enjoy them as much as I think I do. But if I'm hungry and I end up in the store, the sweet is, but that's because my body knows, like I know You're that hungry. the quickest calories I'm going to get to get that energy mm -hmm. for this sugar yeah. carb thing. Like, it's not like I'm like, Ooh, you know, sandwich or whatever. Right. Your brain wants the quickest form of energy. It wants the quickest form. And it looks and it sees like Danish or chocolate chip or whatever it is there. Yeah. So if I do a better job and have protein, and sometimes that means like I eat half a protein bar before I go into the grocery store. If I'm going like from work to the grocery store, I do that. And it makes a huge, enormous difference. It makes, it then like, it doesn't even matter. Like even if I see the thing and I think for a second, cause it's really like 30 seconds, right? Mm -hmm. You can look at it and that's, are you going to put it in your car? Same thing at home. Are you going to eat it or not? But if you give it that little pause. Yeah. And you're not dying and famished. You, a lot of time, you know, if you're famished, forget it. You're gonna throw whatever is around in your face. Like yeah. that's just gonna happen. But I noticed like that, just having that woman, you're like, I don't wanna buy it. Like, I don't wanna buy that or I don't wanna have that. You know, yeah. that's not what I really want. But you, it, it's again like the proper, like having a protein. What's your stance on, we have like 10 more minutes. What is your stance on snacks? I'm just curious. Oh, I honestly don't have a strong enough stance. I'm snap. I don't. Okay. So here's the thing. So the research does say people maintain their weight loss and do better long-term the less they snack. So mm -hmm. three, four meals. I agree. And I, and I say meals because like a lot of what I tend to study or agree with or learn from comes from like the bodybuilding community, which would be like four to six meals a day, depending. Right. I believe you're more successful if it's planned like that than, so I would say, are you talking about snacking or constant grazing? Because I think most people do constant grazing yes. and they're not having an actual snack, right? Okay. Yeah. So constant grazing, forget it. Yeah. You can't track that well enough. You're eating nonstop. You're thinking about food all the time. Do I think you could do like five, six meals a day, depending, especially on when you train, how long you're awake for, how big your meals are? Yeah, I, I'd, I'm fine with that. But I think that like constant grazing is just a recipe for disaster. What do you think? What do you do? So I was thinking about this the other day because I caught, I had a snack, like a true snack. Because when I say snack, I mean, again, it's like a protein or a fat protein and a carb right? Like that to me is like a mini meal. It's a snack. It's not grazing on just whatever. Cause I'm not like walking in the cupboard and grabbing, right. Grabbing all this and, and coming back the two. Yeah. Oh, let me have a bite of this thing. And that's what most people do. Though. That's what most people do. But I also think, cause when people say, and then I use, cause you know, it's always like, well, what's your day look like? Well, for breakfast I have this and then I snack on this and then I have 
lunch and then I usually have a snack and then dinner and then um, I usually snack on whatever if I'm if I'm hungry or for dessert. And I kind of feel like the snack, let's just say they mean snack in like the sense of a traditional sense. Traditional sense. I feel like it's just more so out of habit. I don't think a snack is really a I don't want to say it's not a real thing, but I feel like it's not a real thing because if you need a snack, technically you are hungry, right? Right. So it's either your it's first small meal. You're right. Either your first meal wasn't that satiating enough to where now you're hungry again. Right. Right. Or it's or if that snack. So let's just say you had a snack at 10 a.m., but then you have lunch at 11, like, why was that snack even needed? So I, I agree with you, and I also think, like, depending on what your day looks like, it matters, too. So let's say you wake up, and you eat something, and then you train hard, and then you eat breakfast. Right. So you've eaten kind of two breakfasts, right, or two mm -hmm. meals, let's say. You should be able to make it till lunch. Like, I do well, agree with you. Your feedback is, how long am I going? But my other thing would be like, okay, at this snack, would you be just as happy to have this snack Versus if I gave you just like a Greek yogurt? Like, mm -hmm. is it like a protein source? If I just hit you hard with mostly protein, then I believe you're really hungry and you need the snack or we need to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But I think most people's snacks, like you're like, it's a protein and whatever. Most people's snacks are like carbs. Right. That's carbs and fat. Carbs and that's why like that. I feel like it's more of a, a habit right. because of, I think for like the nine to five worker that has to have that snack, it's usually in the afternoon when they feel that slump and it's usually because they haven't eaten enough fucking breakfast, but they want that pick me up and it's always right. something carby, right? Or they didn't eat enough lunch because they all have had a salad and then they went like <laughs> on that salad and it's like all lettuce, vegetable, they dip their fork time yes. in the dressing. Yes. That's all they got. They listened to the beach body lady and added water to their dressing and now they have no joy. What? Yeah, she does you have to do water with your dress. It's disgusting. That's gross. Um, and then like you have no they have no protein. Yeah. Like, exactly. Two little bits of turkey bites on it yeah. or whatever, and that's it. Um, and then they're like hungry. They are genuinely hungry. Genuinely hungry. Because yeah. they ate a ridiculously dumb salad or whatever. Yeah. Um, and not that salads are bad. I like salads. They're fine. But it's just like how the salad really looks. And is it a meal or is it like a side that should go with your entree and everything? Yeah. You know? Well, that's one thing I do tell people because every, every, everybody. And then I have like a salad. I mandatory, let's start making salads aside. You have to have real whole food for lunch now. Right. Like that's our, I mean, that's protein is my main focus. And then maybe I have an enormous amount of lettuce, greens, and stuff on it with yeah. it. But I've had like two packets of tuna on it or yeah. pack, you know what I mean like it's it's like a conduit to get the protein in yeah in. so I agree with you yeah because a regular old salad is, is just you're if unless you get like a chef salad and just go hog wild on the meats which honestly truly if you took off certain things would be my preferred salad people ate exactly like it's just that there's not much vegetables in that that's really just romaine lettuce and meat yeah you know um, I think that if they're feeling like that, they're probably generally hungry. There's also exactly a hundred percent what you said, because like, you know how, when you're a kid, you like get off the bus and you get mm -hmm. home, you want that snack at like three. We're still doing that as adults, right? We're still exactly. Same kind of thing. And then especially the after dinner food. Oh yeah. Because if there's any time of day that I'm like, go hungry, that I truly believe it's okay to just be a little bit hungry. It's before bed. I really do. I a hundred like, it's hard to go through the day, but, like, let's say you ate dinner and you finished at 7 or whatever. Yeah. And now it's 10, 11. Get your ass to well, bed. Yeah. You probably need more sleep. Yeah. Why are you still up? You you need eight hours. And also, like, I don't – I just don't believe – and I eat it later at night a lot of times, but that's because I get home from work at that time, so I really haven't eaten. Yeah. You know? But I don't eat a giant, huge meal then. And when I'm not – on the days I'm not working and I'm – or, like, today when I finish – when I work an early day – I, I don't eat again after dinner. Like, I just don't. Yeah. And I did for years when I weighed more. Oh, my God. For years when I weighed, when I weighed 100 pounds more, I would wake up in the middle of the night and eat. I don't even know, like, what I was thinking. Yeah. 
I don't generally eat, but see, my dinner is so early. Like I, because I do my breakfast, I work out, I have my post-workout shake, and then I have like a second breakfast. Yep, you feeling attached with that normal food after dinner? Because <laughs> I wouldn't let you eat last night. <laughs> yeah. So that, so listen, bitch. This is what happened. I did. I went to bed. No, did I or did I have no the night before? I went to bed hungry. Like I was starving. I was out of calories. And I was like, I just needed something. I did not sleep well. Okay. That can happen at all. I was pissy. And then that's why when I text you, I'm out of calories. You're like, just go to bed. I'm like, hell no. Cause I'm, I'm sleeping. I did have, I had a protein. I had a isolate. Yeah. And so that tied me over. So, and I mean, I used to, I used to be the night snacker too. But the other thing, like I tell people too, that's out of habit because as children, like you said, we're so used to having dessert after dinner. Right. And we just continue that dessert after dinner and turn it into either dessert or wine. And then I have people like, well, then I like to have a glass of wine to unwind. Oh my God. That's a whole nother podcast about booze. Okay. (laughs) Where we talk nonstop about booze and how you don't really want to lose weight. And when you tell me that, but I'm not giving up my daily bourbon or tequila (laughs) glasses of wine. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. There is no me without you, so I'm forever grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on your social media and use the hashtag transcendyourhealth so I can find you and give you some love. Also, before I go, make sure you have subscribed to my weekly newsletter where you will become one of my VIPs and get the inside scoop and early access to all things health and fitness that I have to share. Just go to my website, erinairyfitness.com to subscribe. Thanks, and I'll see you on the inside.